0: everybody, welcome back to the show. This is the Game By Show podcast. Today is June the 18th. It's Father's Day, 2017. My name is Legrand Jolly, father number one. How are you, Jeremy? Father number two.
1: Oh, I have
0: such a terrible E3 hangover. I'm dad number two. I'm mean dad. Oh, E3. And good cop dad, Jared. How are you? Yeah, that's right. I'm like the good dad, the
2: nice dad that like shows up once every four episodes and like brings like a stuffed toy
0: from like China or
1: something. <laughs> and there's something <laughs> like a little like bit like off about like him traveling.
0: Yeah, like you don't really insert know. laugh track. <laughs> He's got like the sweet glasses and drives the Trans Am. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, how's it going, guys? It's been
1: a few days. Um, how anything new? I don't know. Yeah, just, like I said, still kind of coming E3 down happened. off E3, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've pretty well, if you, if you didn't listen to our last episode, go back and check that out real quick. We went real through uh, pretty much everything there was to, to talk about there. Um, I think we've pretty well gotten our arms around it. Um, and I still feel kind of, like, mediocre, like nothing's really coming out, nothing's really imminent. I'm, like, you know, moderately hyped. Um, but I've, I've got, like, chores to do. Uh, I'm, I'm a dad, I've got to mow some lawns. Uh, I've got Persona right. 4 to beat, be so I've got, I've got a chores hedge to do trim. As well.
2: I've got uh, too many games to that I'm like I want to play the and then I don't I just play Rainbow Six Siege but uh, no he's playing Rainbow Six Siege right now since we spoke I've uh, we checked out Mixer last week that was pretty good yeah that's true oh boy here we go. Yeah. No, we stream. Uh, well, you know,
0: either either we have uh, zero, zero followers and watchers on Twitch or we have zero followers and watchers on Mixer. I'm okay with either, I guess. I'll
2: have you know, we have like 47 followers on Twitch. Aw, oh,
0: oh, damn. Man. I know. How many people like- I, I wonder if they uh, get notifications when we go live, do they? I, I A lot have of no them? idea. They probably turned them off after like the second or third because it was spam. Like, oh, <laughs> Curse of Castilia or whatever you call it. <laughs> that episode 6 was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like again, uh, all right. All right. All right. Exactly. Exactly. They love it. Have you ever watched that uh, ever watched that streamer man versus game? You watch that guy? No, haven't ever caught those. Oh, anyway, his his go on with your joke. man. Man versus game and it kind of reminds me of Jared and Curse of Castillo. Curse Curse Castillo. That game. That, yep, was, Curse that
2: wasn't man versus game. That was uh, game
0: mops-ups and uh, humiliates, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, man. Well, we should stream some uh, Battlegrounds, bro. On yeah. Mixer, even. Yeah, so, Dude, uh, we should do you know, it on Mixer. We actually
2: streamed that on Mixer last week. So. If
0: we did it with you and I, did you guys stream together? Like, Can you do that co-op, the side-by-side streaming yet? I Does that work? We haven't checked it out yet. Dude, we should do that. I, I'm on board with Mixer if we can do that. That sounds pretty awesome. Uh, we could try it tomorrow. Uh, okay. Sweet well, let's gosh. try it tomorrow. Let's I don't know. Do it. We, let's, let's Let's make a date of it. What's tomorrow? <laughs> oh, Monday. Monday. Hmm. Yeah, I might have something going on Nope, Monday. he's committed. It's done. He's already committed. <laughs> Cancel. Clear your calendar. <laughs> All right, man, let's figure it out. Let's do it for sure. Like Seriously, that sounds like fun. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. Cause that game is super awesome. We had a land party on Friday, our fa- our fa- annual Father's Day land party, and oh. we played video games. And we played a bunch of that. And I played a bunch of Heroes of the Storm, and that's all I played. And it was great. Nice. I Was up till two a.m. Sweet. Like a dad. But we're not here to talk about what we played. No, I mean we could, <laughs> but Jer- Jeremy's you know goes through this all this effort on Sunday evenings to put together a list of exciting news. He, he spends like all the hours that, that we. On this. All the stuff that happened from uh, when we recorded last. Was that Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. It was, yes. All the way to Sunday. And believe it or not, Jeremy, have, post E3 week, Jeremy happened to put together a list that rivals the length of any list we've ever had here on the Game by Show podcast. Uh, somehow on E3 week, after our E3 News podcast. I don't know how he did it. But you, he did you, it know,
1: so. you know that uh, the news is going to be good when it's E3 week because there's so much to talk about. So much so many things. Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you do that? Because I know it's going to take us at least, probably about 30 minutes or so. Uh, 30 so minutes let's, for let's... the whole thing. We're going to get through this podcast yeah, in yeah, 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Totally. Uh, we're about 10 minutes in right now, but it's 30, 30 minutes tops, and we're going to cut oh, it off. Man. We're just going to end it We'll, we'll just let's cut, cut all more about mixer. Nobody <laughs> yeah. comes for the fun. <laughs> no, well, it's good banter. It, it kind of gets us ready for the uh, the cool news, which is uh, starting right now with a little bit of an E3, a uh, little, little bit of a post-mortem on E3. Uh, we're going to start out by mm-hmm. talking about the most popular stuff. You already know from our last Last podcast what the best stuff was but now you want to know what the masses were looking at Well, I mean I assume out, huh? let me cut in here that the most popular thing from E3 was our show on Wednesday uh, uh, yeah. it was close it was close it was number 11 I think on YouTube uh, but the actual number one most viewed game from E3 2017 on YouTube Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'm out. II. I'm out. Yep, I'll be back. That's right. So according to YouTube, you don't Battle talk about Battlefront 2, the biggest winner of E3 2017, according to the number of views for announcement trailers, all related videos, uh, and actually by a couple of metrics, and we'll talk about both of those. Electronic all related and dice. videos. What does that even mean? Is that related videos put out by EA? Yes, Let's not talk about it. No, we're going to do it. Give me the run. We're going to do it. So of all of the over 200 games at E3 and all of their trailers and YouTube videos, uh, Battlefront 2 came out on top with a total of 7.9 million aggregate views, uh, which is higher than the second place Super Mario Odyssey with 5.5 million views. Um, although just to be fair, Mario Odyssey came out three days later. The announcement for uh, for Mario Odyssey uh, versus Battlefront 2. Uh, third was a PlayStation 4 exclusive Spider-Man, which is pretty awesome. Followed by FIFA 18 with 4 million views. Need for Speed Payback 3.4 million views. Uh, rounding out the list, Call of Duty World War II 3.3 million. Forza Motorsport 4 3.1 million. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 3 million. South Park fracture But South Park Fractured Butthole with 2.7 million. And Assassin's oh. Creed Origins with 2.6 million views. I'm, now, I'm actually uh,
2: surprised Mountain Blade isn't up there because you know it's got trailers dating back like 40 e3s ago.
1: I know that they should count all of that, like all the videos <laughs> that anyone has ever made. Um, Mountain Blade would certainly come out on top, I'm sure. Uh, now that's just by the official with, stuff with uh, 15,000 views. Yeah. 15 billion views. Everybody in the world has seen it at least three times. Um, Jeremy's watched it, like, at least every E3. I I, I run it on loop all year long. Um, However, if you look by media coverage and fan-uploaded reactions, the winner is... Star Wars Battlefront 2 still comes out on top, making it the undisputed oh, you, winner. Did you already say that? No, get it. so that's the thing. So it was the official trailers and then also the fan and media coverage views, all of that stuff. Battlefront 2. You're going to have to I'm eat it. I'm not going to lie. I have not even watched any coverage I, of Battlefront 2 because I don't even care. I, I watched care. it four times, so your your apathy cancels out. Battlefront 2 is so hot. I,
2: I assume one of the heroes you can be is Jar Jar Binks though, right? Oh, that would
1: be so great. That would be so great. Um, that'd be you're... great in a Jeremy kind of way, right? I mean, That'd be great in a move controller kind of way, I right, I accept Jeremy? Jar Jar with move controllers is my spirit animal. <laughs> um, Star Wars Battlefront Two uh, led Assassin's Creed Origins, FIFA 18, Call of Duty World War II, and God of War as far as fan reactions and media coverage, Super Mario Odyssey, then Spider-Man, Anthem, Need for Speed Payback, and Dragon Ball Fighter FighterZ. Uh, it is kind of interesting to note that four of those titles came from Electronic Arts from their press conference. Battlefront Two, FIFA, Anthem, and Need for Speed Payback. Uh, payback so that's that's so, what
0: you get when you come in on prime time saturday night yeah i guess all it those is. uh all those lonely ne- neckbeards at home watching e3 coverage watching youtube videos yeah. i don't know and don't worry guys eat
1: EA will shutter all those studios by this time next year. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. Uh, And, you know, as you can get the vibe from Legrand, Battlefront the first was not, I, I guess, widely considered to be super awesome. But uh, it is kind of interesting to me that it I, it's it's not surprising because I actually found Battlefront II to be really interesting. But it is kind of interesting that on the tail of Battlefront one, um, that that has uh, come out in the wash. Um As far as press conferences, we have some similar numbers for that. Uh, Of all of the press events by major publishers and platform holders, Microsoft's Xbox E3 briefing was the most popular with over 1.1 million concurrent viewers. Uh, which is up over uh, 818,000 in 2016. Uh, Next was Ubisoft with 986,000 concurrent viewers, Sony PlayStation 962,000, EA with 676,000, the PC Gaming Show ranks number five with 552,000, then Nintendo, and then Bethesda with uh, 233,000 concurrent live viewers. Microsoft also has uh, kept its stranglehold on the uh, on the views with YouTube. Over 2.3 million views on the Xbox YouTube channel. Uh, Sony received about half of that at 1.3 million views. So, uh, Battlefront 2 on Xbox One, game of all time, is basically what I'm saying. Um, God damn. Yeah. So who who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? So let it be written. So, uh, a few other things that came out from uh, post-E3 time. Um, We had mentioned during our show that some of the lack of dates and uh, release time frames was a little bit disappointing. Well, uh, Sony's president of Worldwide Studios, Shuhei Yoshida, actually talked to, uh, the press about this, and, uh, in an interview with GameSpot had said that it was intentional that they didn't tell anybody about those dates. He said that we had announced release dates of many games that we had to apologize and push back in the past, so we got together and discussed seriously. The PS4 games are so big, and all of the teams, veteran teams, who've been making games for the last 20 years, still miscalculate how much work is done at the very last part of the cycle, be it polishing or debugging, so we had agreed not to announce release dates until very, 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 very close to to the release date. Uh, Yoshida uh, confirms that this approach is tough, but says it's for the best. He says, it puts a lot of challenge on our sales and marketing teams, but they understood and agreed and allowed us just to say the release windows until we are close. So that's the reason that we didn't announce any actual dates, which, uh, you know, it does make for a little less hype presentation, I suppose, but uh, Shu, uh, Shu Yoshida is a very canny and straightforward guy. And um, generally speaking, it's kind of hard to argue with his logic, uh, you know, ha- having, having all the hype at E3, and then just having to walk back on it because stuff gets delayed, I guess, is probably no fun for anybody. So, uh, that was their rationale, so that was something that we talked about as well. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, this is from the Jeremy wants to remind himself that he really needs to get this game and play it file. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is, uh, clearly one of the, uh, big... Pleasant surprises of 2017 in video games. Uh, we know that there is a new spin off coming up, the Frozen Wilds DLC, which is uh, available for $15 if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber on pre order. Is that out already? Uh, no, it's on oh, pre order. Yeah, okay. so it's available on pre order. Uh, I don't has, think they have a release date yet for that. I don't believe they do. I'm not sure about that, no. So it's just available for, for pre order. Uh, and the game sold pretty well 3.4 million units, uh, with almost a million of those being sold digitally. And uh, speaking with the UK Telegram, outlet, Sean Layden, who is the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment America, uh, said that there are many more plans in motion to considerably considerably expand on that IP in the years to come. He said, that's another studio I don't tell them what to do. The Gorilla team have spent 10 or 12 years on the Killzone franchise and Horizon Zero Dawn could not be more different from Killzone if it had tried. When they said they wanted to come up with an open world, heavily nature-based kind of game using all the different colors they had never used in Killzone, like blues, reds, yellows, greens, it was a big stretch goal, but they nailed it. Uh, he says the reception <laughs> for the game has been fantastic And Herman Holst, who's the head of Guerrilla Games, uh, had a very keen mind on where he wanted to take Horizon, and there is a multi-year roadmap uh, that's been created. He says, I think we'll be in the Horizon business for a long time. Uh, There's really not much uh, about that, except uh, I'm interested in playing Horizon one day, so I threw it into the news. Um... One other thing that we had talked about during our E3 show was the multi-platform thing, cross-platform play, which is a big deal, I think, to all of us here at the Game Bytes show. And we had noticed a... Especially for VR. Yeah, right, absolutely. VR and and lots of other things. Uh, And it turns out that Sony, even though in the past it seems like, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like in the past Sony had been really interested in uh, nurturing a cross-platform environment. I mean, they have things like Final Fantasy XIV, which uh, uh, allegedly had not come to Microsoft platforms because they did not want to do cross-platform. Uh, and you know there were other things in in the past their uh, cooperation with Valve and uh, you you know some other things like that but seems like Sony is missing from the lineups for cross-platform play Uh, for example Minecraft Uh, Those owners of that game will soon be able to play across Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Rocket League is another one, uh, across Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Sony doesn't appear in any of those equations, and in an interview with Eurogamer, Jim Ryan, who is the global sales and marketing head for PlayStation, uh, tried to explain it. I'm not sure that he did an awesome job of it, but he said that we got to be mindful of our install base. Uh, Minecraft is the demographic playing that you know as well as I do. It's all ages, but it's also very young. We have a contract with the people who go online with us that we look after them and they're within the playstation curated universe exposing what in many cases are children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after is something we have to think about very carefully uh eurogamer pointed the other out platforms don't like and microsoft doesn't
0: think I, about that well and it makes me wonder like they, and th- nintendo the th- switch yes. owners do they, <laughs> do they think
2: their their sort of environment is better like more well controlled i don't understand that like you're gonna i don't have- know yeah, people in <laughs> to, to me I,
1: I think I think weird. that's that's the thing Nintendo In fact Eurogamer pointed out to uh, Jim Ryan said even Nintendo is okay doing this and uh, Ryan said yeah, that's true. Everybody has to take their own decisions We'll do that. Like I say we have no philosophical stance against crossplay at all uh, But maybe there's some legal consideration that they have to have to deal with I, I don't know it just seems weird to me that in the past Sony seems to have been really open to this and and Now they currently are not and I don't really know why that is and well, I think it's disturbing.
0: Werewolves Within is cross-platform, and it just uses Ubisoft's friend list.
1: Well, and there was another thing. Um, what's the uh, Gwent uh, w- that uh, is actually being done through GOG? So even though it's on yeah. Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC, well, it's actually War GOG Thu- Galaxy. War that's like Thunder
2: is also cross-platform. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, they, so they've I, done. I, it. it
0: seems like it's it's like if they want to use Sony's matchmaking stuff because this other stuff just like when you're in Werewolves Within and you're looking at your friends list, it'll show you Ubisoft friends like. Outside of PlayStation friends. War Thunder has their own servers they use. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it's so just... So maybe it's not necessarily all Sony's fault, yeah. you
1: know? Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, there's always some complicating factor there, and, and, you know, they probably have their good reasons for it, or at least reasons that they could explain. But it, it just seems weird, because, I don't know, when, when Microsoft and Nintendo are willing to do cross-platform stuff and Sony isn't, it just makes you look weird. It makes you look like a, a weirdo. So, uh, the last item to uh, wrap up from our uh, little um, quibbles and 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 discussions of E3, uh, Skyrim VR. We had wondered whether those games would be add-ons or anything like that, but it turns out that the Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim VR has a listing at least on the European PlayStation Store at forty-nine pounds ninety-nine pence, uh, which seems to indicate that it will be a full-priced game. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Lagram? Are you gonna play? You gonna pay again for I, Skyrim? I kind of. I don't know. Maybe. I kind of need to. I kind of well I'm already buying it for the Switch. Like
0: that's already that's already done. Yeah. That's already done deal right there. Uh I really really want to see it in VR though. Like yeah. I really want to experience that game in VR yeah. for sure.
1: Well, you know it, I mean
0: at least you have said It also depends on the locomotion because um I played Farpoint uh briefly oh, yeah. this last week and the locomotion really made me nauseous yeah. um, just because it's not like Resident Evil. It's more like just free control, and yeah. I would imagine that Skyrim will be the same way. So it may not be a thing that I need to have, but definitely something I want to see. For sure.
1: For sure. However that happens. Maybe they'll have it for rental at Redbox yeah that's it. true too that's true <laughs> there could be other other ways to experience that but uh, full price if you're planning on buying it from uh, Sony and 50 uh, bucks man for Skyrim holy crap yeah.
0: I guess that's VR though so that's cool yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah but they just released Skyrim last year for this for the PlayStation 4 uh, it's cool
1: man yeah so on to uh, new news of uh, this past week. Um, for the first time ever, a video game is potentially on the long list for uh, winning an Academy Award. So... Abzu. <laughs> Abzu, not Abzu. Uh, everything is on the list. Uh, David, Riley's, uh, David O'Reilly's recently released game, which allows you to play as basically anything from the molecular and submolecular level all the way up to the intergalactic level, was awarded the... Um, uh, the VIS Vienna Shorts Uh, festival's prize for an animated short film in Austria which, as it happens, makes the game potentially available to win an Academy Award for the best animated short category, making it the first video game ever to qualify for an Oscar. Uh, Whether we actually see it by the time it comes to the actual Academy Awards is unclear, Uh, and we're actually not sure what form it took at the festival either. Um, Everything does have a sort of autoplay mode where you can just let it run and it'll kind of do its thing, so it's possible that a short film was was maybe put together out of that, or uh, it could be that just that 10-minute trailer with the philosopher Alan Watts discussing the interconnectedness of everything uh, could, I mean, I don't know, maybe that counts somehow. Uh, But uh, the jurors at the Vienna Film Festival uh, had said that everything is a film that, quote, serves a highly educational purpose, including an important political statement that encourages us to let our egos dissolve and gain a new perspective on the world. So, um, I don't know, it'd be kinda (laughs) cool to see a video game uh, make that list, make that cut. Uh, The most important news of this week, I probably should have led with this, but uh, Battleborn you guys.
0: Oh, I'll be right back. Yes. I'll be right back. Yes.
1: Battleborn. Battleborn is free to play. So, this has been long rumored. Back in September, uh, Randy Pitchford had denied that it was uh, going to be free to play, and, and in fact, we'll, we'll talk Buy about... my
0: game, please.
1: Still yeah. buy my game. It's a good one. It's an awesome, awesome <laughs> game, and uh, they have launched a, quote, free downloadable experience with no time limits, no level caps, any content that can be unlocked or purchased on a piece-by-piece basis. Um, players will be given access to a rotating roster of six of the game's 30 characters on a weekly basis, Uh, character and player account progression stays so that if you rotate a character out and then play them again they'll just kind of pick up where you left off, Um, all content including hero skins, boosters, story mode ops, all those things can be unlocked individually in the marketplace using premium currency or in-game credits, And uh, players who purchase uh, individual pieces will um, be given full credit for anything that was duplicated. People who buy the full game get a whole bunch of extra stuff. If you already own the game, you get a Founder's Crown. Uh, What they've unlocked is actually primarily the um, versus modes in the game. So, uh, Gearbox has launched a separate player queue for new players and a training mode and um, a tutorial for the incursion sort of MOBA mode. Um, and, uh, again, unlimited practice for all 30 characters. They say, Even if you're a quick learner, or an ex- or an experienced MOBA player, we wanted to give you enough time to find your Battleborn playstyle and favorite heroes. Once a player masters Battleborn's mechanics and reaches Command Rank 20, the novice queue will disappear, and they will be able to join other Battleborn players in the regular queues. Uh, again, the distinction about making it free-to-play versus what they say it's retail with DLC and a free trial, um, I don't know, the only thing is that you can still buy the full game, I guess, which maybe that's the distinguishing factor, but, um, in general, Battleborn, one of my favorite experiences, you might remember it was one of my games of the year, 2016, uh, really a lot of fun, and really deserves your attention, if you haven't picked it up, uh, at least go try it out, you can play it on Steam for zero dollars, and get a pretty good idea of, uh, of what the game is all about, so try it out, I will play with you, if you're listening to this and want to try out Battleborn, let me know, I will play with you, I will. Uh, because I am legally required to give equal time to Overwatch... Is that your phone ringing? Yeah, <laughs> they're calling, calling me right now. That People oh. want to play Battleborn. It's hot, hot, uh-huh. hot. Uh, because I am legally required to give equal time to Overwatch, I have a small blurb also at the uh, the Blizzard job listings pointing to a new first-person project in the works. It is not clear whether this is in regards to Overwatch, but NeoGaf uh, uh, news hounds there have noticed that uh, Bethesda I'm sorry that Blizzard has put up three separate job listings looking for animators and engineers to work on a new unannounced first person project uh and uh they uh basically destiny 3 yeah well the thing is that they are going to be working on a robust first person engine and the only thing that i can think of that blizzard has that's a first person engine is overwatch um and they have been moving more toward the pve remember they had the um That uh, co-op mode that uh, you know twenty years ago. A couple of those, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and honestly, that's the thing. Like, I would love to see more of that. I I always felt like Overwatch was a little bit weak in in that department, and I'd love to see more of that. I think that's one of the things that makes something like Battleborn really, really stand out. So, uh, heck, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Hopefully, they they bring that uh, to to be. Uh, to, uh, bring that into fruition, um, but uh, I, you know, if they're only hiring for people to do it now, it's probably a long ways down the road. Uh, IO Interactive uh, from the Jared file, from the from the Jared Simulator file. This is
2: actually I, great news. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: th- this is this is really cool. So uh, IO Interactive, you might know, most recently is known for their work on the Hitman franchise. They had previously been owned by Square Enix. Uh, after some mm, downward trending fortunes in the uh, Hitman franchise and in uh, IO's, I, I guess financial future there. Uh, They had been essentially on the chopping block for sale or, uh, you know, dissolution or whatever. But uh, it turns out that this past week, IO Interactive uh, has become completely independent and furthermore will keep all of the rights to the Hitman IP. Uh, The company's CEO, Hakan Abrak, says that this is a watershed moment for IO. In fact, here's his statement. He says, Our passion and determination has never been greater, and so that is why we've decided it is not the time to stop, as we have many more exciting and original tales to tell. Therefore, I am proud to announce that IO is now officially an independent studio. We have successfully concluded our negotiations with Square Enix, and have agreed to a management buyout. Crucially, we will keep all the rights to the Hitman IP. This is a watershed moment for IO, as he said. As of today, we have complete control over the direction of our studio, and the hitman ip we're about to forge our own future and it's incredibly exciting we are now open to opportunities with future collaborators and partners to help strengthen us as a studio and ensure that we can produce the best games possible for our community
2: um oh i was just gonna say so
1: the hitman
2: content i think kind of halted for a little bit and i'm hoping it's because of this and maybe uh they've got some stuff in the pipe ready to go uh because i look forward to more hitman, hitman if you didn't play it, uh, I know we streamed it a little bit. You can find it on our archives at, on YouTube. But uh, man, what a really great concept for that game!
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the fact that uh, it has been more in the, I would say in the last, you know, five or six years, I, I think the retention of intellectual property rights by these development studios has been more of uh, more of a thing. You know, I think it's been something that has been more of an issue that has been addressed. And so I, I think that for a studio like IO to keep that intellectual property for them to to sort of forge their own way with it, I think is awesome. And, uh, you know, they they had said that they were going to be doing a season two. I think this sort of hints at the possibility that that is still going to come to pass. Um, so if you... Uh, you know, and, and Hitman itself was uh, definitely pretty roundly praised as as a really good game. So uh, if you would like to play as the real-life Jared Red-Eye Dunn, um right get yeah it's
2: uh he is my uh bald uh my bald brother you know You oh. packed when <laughs> there's no hair up on the yeah. dome but the, you should no, get it... you should
1: get like the barcode tattoo or something on no, the back of your
2: that's no? not gonna work no. uh really great game though i i'm actually very excited to hear that they've uh sort of spun off they're still on their feet they've retained the game's rights and are intending to put out more content i i, I look forward to that
1: Absolutely Eagerly look forward to that Well, on the flip side of that coin, as far as not continuing into the future, not producing future content, and really being kind of a sad story, uh, the popular Grand Theft Auto V modding tool, Open4 or OpenIV, which is one of the most popular modding tools for Grand Theft Auto V, is shutting down. Uh, the creators claim they have received a cease and desist from Take-Two Interactive. Uh, they've been doing their work for almost 10 years, and uh, just kind of suddenly came out of the blue, and it's a shock to the community. Uh, thousands of mods have been used using uh, Open 4 to, uh, to add things to Grand Theft Auto 5. Some people will use it to make machinima videos that you can't do using the in-game editor. Some people will add vehicles, weapons, features to to Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, Also, for people who want to kind of dig in and, and get those little Easter eggs and secrets, Open 4 allows people to do those kinds of things as well. Well, according to the Open 4 website, they received a cease and desist on June 5th, and uh, the issue at hand here is that according to Take-Two, third parties are able to use their tool to defeat security features of its software and modify the software in a violation of Take-Two's rights. Uh, The team discussed their options, decided it was not worth their time to fight back. They said, yes, we can go to court and yet again prove that modding is fair use and their actions are legal, but we decided not to. Going to court would take at least a few months of time and huge amounts of effort, and at best, they'll get absolutely nothing. Spending time just to restore the status quo really is unproductive, and all the money in the world can't compensate for the loss of time, so they decided to agree with their claims, and they're stopping distribution of Open 4. Uh, Take-Two, for their part, said that Take-Two's actions were not specifically targeting single-player mods. Unfortunately, Open 4 enables recent malicious mods that allow harassment of players and interfere with the GTA Online experience for everybody. We're working to figure out how we can continue to support the creative community without negatively impacting our players. Um, of course, the community spoke about out about that. Uh, lots of people definitely angry, sad, confused, um, generally disturbed, um, take, Rockstar hasn't really clarified exactly on what they're planning on doing with it, um, I believe that they benefit from, from this, and I think they know it, uh, the, the fact that, uh, people have done mods in the past, and I, I think it really adds life to the game that, you know, w- which is fine in and of itself, but, uh, I, I think they get a lot of mileage out of those user-created mods, so I, I believe that they probably will have some You know, I don't know, even Bethesda at their press conference, their E3 conference, was talking about creating a system for they themselves to curate mods and to potentially sell mods and things like that. So I, I don't know. There's some potential for this to go that direction, I suppose. But uh, I, I think that uh, Take-Two and Rockstar both are, I, I think they know that it's in their best interest to allow this kind of thing. But I think they're also in a tough spot because once people start messing with your online service uh, or really damaging the experience, I, I think that's when you have to get involved because that stuff can, can go downhill really I hard. agree with that statement. Yeah. Uh, starting to round out the news here, just last couple of things, uh, Atari, uh, during E3, uh, had a, uh, something to say about hardware, which is, uh, actually kind of weird, um, the, uh, the, the company announced that they are working on some new hardware, uh, according to Atari CEO Fred Chesney, and a, an interview with VentureBeat, uh, he said that Atari is back in the hardware business. Uh, they said that they are releasing a, um, a console of some kind that is based on PC technology, will be revealed at a later date. Uh, they've got a website that kind of looks like it was built with a free website builder, and there's just a, a little short video there. Um, the teaser says that the Atari box is a brand new Atari product, years in the making. Um, speculation currently points to the fact that this might be an Atari NES classic, but of course there have been Atari... Uh, plug-in, plug-and-play consoles in the past. Um, In fact, Atari is pretty well known for licensing out their stuff rather liberally. Uh, There's the Atari Flashback 8 Gold, which uh, actually was one of Gizmodo's picks for best hardware at E3 this year. Um, And and in fact, that thing came with 120 Atari 2600 games. Uh, So it is a little bit tricky to really understand what Atari could bring that isn't already available in some form or fashion somewhere else. Um, They, you know, I, I doubt that they're working on a you know a bona fide console uh i mean even think about things like steam machines which didn't really take off there's just not a lot of room right now for for new multi-purpose consoles like that uh that aren't that aren't really niche that that don't already exist too so uh i don't know just have we
2: speculated if they're trying to enter the vr market
1: (laughs) you can get that uh that one, what was the resolution on those? Like three hundred and twenty by by something. Yeah, maybe I'm dusting off my power
2: glove right now, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> let's get this
1: going. Yeah, so that was kind of a weird one, but hey, you know, NES Classic was pretty popular, so who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll do something cool with that. Uh, The very last thing that we have in our list, one of the big burning questions that has been exposed uh, from E3 and the announcement of Super Mario Odyssey uh, has been answered. Um, In an interview with Vice Canada, the director of Super Mario Odyssey, Kenta Motokura, has uh, confirmed that uh, because some questions have arisen, as Mario has traveled across different worlds through time and space, and even to a human city, New Donk City, Uh, Question sort of arose. Is Mario human? Um, He is weirdly proportioned, uh, and somehow none of us noticed for all of these years. Uh, But now, when he's walking side by side with normally proportioned humans, you kind of have to wonder, is he human? Well, according to uh, Motokura, Mario is, in fact, human. Uh, When asked why is he so different, the answer is... (laughs) <laughs> the answer is that uh there are many different types of people and uh so I guess It's all Mario... it's all them mushrooms, man. It it <laughs> is. Uh I mean I mean the thing you is know, who
0: who cares? Who cares? No, we do care because Mario it... is a delivery mechanism
1: for great video games. That's all that's all that matters. Somebody needs to help him. He's misshapen. He's got some kind of disorder. Please help Mario. That is all the news <laughs> that we have for this I'm week. I'm starting
2: a Mario uh go fund me to get him some medical help
0: yes well thanks for the news jeremy no that problem was a yes. lot of that was a lot of news man yeah it's uh big big stuff happens during e3 yeah battle battle born and battlefront you, you and know what doesn't happen during E3? atari battle box new games
2: releasing uh new releases which you find over at tech-gaming.com i don't know man arms i guess that's exciting
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah all right. Final Fantasy finished? had a. Did you, expansion did you go to that? Uh, did you go to that Switch Nintendo party? I did, yeah. So the, the
1: Utah Nintendo community. I was going to go, but I didn't. Yeah, the Utah Nintendo community <laughs> <was> here a... <laughs> in Salt Lake. We actually had a big Arms event where they linked up like five switches to a uh, kind of a local network hub, and you got to play Arms for a few hours. And uh, yeah, my impressions really from the the test puncher are, are pretty much about the same. Like it, it can be super aggravating, but there's always the hint that you might be able to be successful at it um it was fun uh it It it, looks super fun
0: i haven't played it yet
1: yeah it's uh, i wish
0: there was a demo if there's a demo i I would totally check it out yeah yeah i don't know if it's worth 60
1: bucks for me right now no exactly and that's kind of my thing i don't think that i'd really get my money's worth out of it and i'd be paying a lot of money for a bunch of aggravation so yeah cool anyway
2: neat um (laughs) River City, Knights of Justice? Jeremy, you must have put this on.
1: I did put this in. So this is um, this is a new Kunio-kun game. So you might remember a few months back, I talked about River City Rampage Underground. And uh, this is another game in that series, which is coming out on the 3DS eShop for $15. River City, Knights of Justice is like a cross between River City Ransom and Castle Crashers, which is super cool, I think. Uh, it takes place in the kingdom of Riverandia, I guess. Um, I don't know. It like They have weapons, and like some of them use magic and stuff. It's basically like a, a Dungeons & Dragons style Kunio-kun up which I, I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. Okay.
2: Yeah. I don't know. There's a bunch of other 3DS games on here. Uh, Storm, uh, Final Fantasy 14 Stormblood is out. Out now, PS4, PC. Go
1: get it. 40 bucks. Uh, uh, I noticed there was a game called Kindergarten yeah for steam there was one right right next to it called kindergarten and then there was laser cop so i was kind of wondering if there couldn't be kindergarten laser cop
0: (laughs) maybe they could somehow
1: blend those things together at least on on robert desert eagle allen's uh list they they appeared together and i think it was it was it meant to be
2: it it, it was meant to be so yeah um i don't know get excited yay
1: (laughs) king of fighters
0: 14 steam edition is out out now for 48 dollars Oh, are you going to buy that? No. Hey, I watched uh, some Street Fighter V uh, tournament action today. Yeah. some it was kind of awesome. weird. No, that game looks
2: great. I really should just buy that game on Steam and play it. Yeah. I'd be yeah. terrible if I did, so I'm going to skip it.
1: So uh, those were our new releases. And um, I guess for, for this uh, discussion show, this final discussion segment of our Top of the Week show, uh, we decided to kind of continue the idea of decompressing from E3 and and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about some of the aftermath of E3 in the past. And specifically, we kind of wanted to talk about E3 vaporware or big disappointments from E3. Things that made a big splash at E3, but then never really came to fruition or or didn't really do that well. Uh, the biggest, most recent example of this, I think, is the multi-E3 uh, nominee No Man's Sky, which... Uh, you know, I, I think it eventually has, has been making good, and I know uh, Dale Jones, our, our co-host, uh, really did enjoy it, and I know he played probably somewhere upwards of 40 hours and said that it, it seemed all right. Uh, but I think that was a, a great example of something that, uh, you know, when it, when it showed, I don't know that it really was indicative of the actual experience, or I consider Hello Games being a very small team. It was just hard for them, I think, to live up to uh, to that hype. Um, So so that's a a good example of that. That was a game that released but was uh, disappointing. Other games that have shown but then just never went anywhere, a recent example of that is the Platinum Games uh, uh, game Scalebound, which was the uh, dragon-riding, headphones-listening, monster-fighting game that uh, Microsoft cancelled just recently, and that was a big... you know that was a big capstone piece for them. I mean, they were really they were really pushing on that. So, uh, but but of course, those were not the first, and, and I'm sure they will not be the last of of those kinds of games to show on the big stage at E3. And so, we kind of wanted to talk about some of those that uh, maybe struck near and dear to our hearts. If there was anything that uh, broke our hearts from E3, or just sort of never showed well, up to play.
0: I, I was really looking forward to uh, the Xbox One being online only, and then they totally reneged on that, man. Pissed me off.
1: Yeah, I, I was sort of hoping for that to be a uh, an opportunity for digital games to more emulate the physical game market with things like um, you know more rentals or, or trade-ins. I mean, I think they had talked at some point about being able to get some credit for uh, trading in digital versions of games. And I guess for whatever reason, and, and I'll be honest with you, I can't even remember the exact reason that people got so mad about it. Um, well, it,
0: I nobody knows, right? Like, I remember that uh, this was just last... No, this was what? Two years ago? Three years ago. Yeah, no. This was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was not part of the Pitchfork Brigade. I thought, you know, that sounds in- interesting. And I'm actually to the point now where uh, I've purchased a few games, uh, physical copies of games on the Nintendo Switch, and I kind of want to like sell them and buy digital versions um, just because... I don't know, I kind of want all that, and, and I, I was on board with that back then, Like, and we're all, I mean, at least Jared and I are big PC gamers too, so we're kind of used to not having physical media, so I was all on board with Microsoft heading forward with that, but um, of course they had to, just because of all the horrible PR, and it, it really, really hurt their launch of that system, it really kind of took away any momentum they would have, you know, got by building a fanta- fantastic system that it is, and lost it all. Oh yeah, they, they were on the back heel ever since then. I mean, that
1: really... Up that... to this
0: point, even at this point, they're, the Scorpio is like their next hope to kind of try to gain something on Sony's market share right now because oh, for you sure. know, even from that point on, Sony's just kind of dominated this generation of consoles and it's and it all stems back to that moment of them announcing that and then Sony capitalizing with their press conference. What, the following day, if you guys remember right? Yeah, it was like right uh, after and I remember, like, they had all the, the videos, of, like, here's how we share games on the PlayStation or whatever, all those videos that they made, and just to kind of just backhand Microsoft and take advantage of that. So kudos to those guys, and, this, you know, they're still – Microsoft is still feeling the effects of that decision, and and who knows what would have happened if they would have just stayed Stuck strong it. with that, you sure. know, if they would have just said, you know, this is what we're doing, it's going to be awesome because – you know it hasn't stopped people like steam they're like you know we're gonna have this marketplace and it was like i don't want to register my game on steam screw that this sucks i yeah. want to put my disc in yeah. two years
2: later it's like oh, i can't and even them like, buying a physical game that was
0: like, like what 15 years ago that yeah, was maybe not 15 it was like 12 years ago 13 years ago and people were like this is crazy steam is nuts like i don't want this and they're like nope this is what we're doing so screw you guys and Look where it took them, you know. They could, they they should have doubled down on uh, Windows and Xbox being one ecosystem mm-hmm. and moved forward, and I think that it would have turned out okay. Well, I I hope it would have turned out okay. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> you, you you never know. But I, I I just I just really like that idea, and it just really sucks that it didn't pan out that way. Um, and I definitely play my PlayStation more than I do my Xbox. I don't know. I I think it's because I like, I like the Sony. I like the console better itself. I like the interface and all that, but that's beside the point, right. you know. Xbox had something unique and something interesting going to push the technology forward and push, you know, the medium forward a little bit and not shut down by Sony being assholes yeah. about it, I guess. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> answer. That's a good answer. Uh, you had another good answer. Uh, Starcraft, right? Oh yeah. Starcraft ghost, man. I, I, I went to E3 back in the 2004, 2005 era um I was there when the Xbox Three Sixty was uh that that time when Xbox Three Sixty was not out yet is when I went to E three and um I played StarCraft Ghost in two different forms at E three. So I played it is as a first person game and I played it as a third person game the following year. And of course Starcraft Ghost didn't happen, you know, um for whatever reason. So I know a lot of people were kind of looking forward to that game and back then, you know, Blizzard was not nearly the juggernaut that they are now. Um yeah so that that i believe i played starcraft ghost i believe it was being published by i want to say midway or something it was like really weird it was like in a weird section of e3 like
1: in one kiosk
0: that had no line
1: and yeah it was it was also being developed out of house too i think it was being developed by swingin ape studios because the closest i ever got i never played a- really anything to do with starcraft ghost i think there are videos out there on the internet and i've seen those but uh, they made a game called metal arms a glitch in the system which was a fairly i don't know sort of a ho-hum third person robot based shooting adventure kind of game platformer uh, and it was okay um and you know i i kind of wonder if maybe blizzard had some exacting standards that maybe weren't being lived up to or they just decided i mean a lot of times i think when that stuff is canceled uh i, I think it's just not living up to expectations uh in, in one form or another so right yeah that, that's another well Well, blizzard's section.
0: always been a, a game studio that they don't release half-assed games you know they you know they make sure it's polished and awesome. And if it was not wasn't panning out, then it wasn't panning out. Yeah. So be it. Like they, they just they just abandoned stuff. Like the, their other game that they that nobody even know. I can't remember the name. Project Titan or Pro- whatever it was. Oh yeah, it was like that's the right. MMO the one that or uh, eventually turned into Destiny, right? Uh, eventually turned into Overwatch. Um, but I can't remember what it was called. It was like some uh, MMO that people thought it was going to be a thing and. It was never really officially announced, and it was never E three. You're never I think it was shown. Project Titan, Project Titan. Does that sound? That right? sounds familiar. But I, yes. I could and see then I remember we were at E we three. were like, okay, they're going to do something with Project Titan, and then they went and announced Overwatch or at BlizzCon. Sorry, this wasn't E three, of course, but uh, Blizzard kind of bowed out of E three once they decided to do their own thing with BlizzCon once they had enough money to kind of and then enough fan base to kind of do what they wanted. So for sure, sure. But, anyway, back in the StarCraft Ghost days, you know they were. Yeah, you know, at the E3 that I went to, they were showing World of Warcraft. So, and you know, that's a
1: game is still played today yeah. by a lot of people. Uh, a few, a few others. I mean, since you mentioned hardware a, a minute ago, uh, the Wii Vitality Sensor, the little finger sensor. Uh, we've we've never seen that. Um, oh you know, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just still holding out hope. I think that's coming. <laughs> it's going to be an attachment for the Switch something like no that. no for the wii the original wii for the original wii <laughs> you, you and you plug it into your wii speak <laughs> and
2: yeah know, this this got lewd um mountain blade 2 banal lord i'm tired of seeing trailers for mountain blade 2 that game seems like it should have come out about three years ago
1: oh yeah dude uh i you know th- there's a whole other topic there about games that we're tired of seeing at e3 uh cuphead can just go away until it's ready to be released uh, I mean, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. I really want to play Cuphead, but I'm just—I don't want to see it at E3 anymore. Um, yeah. So th- that's—you uh, uh, know—what um, I really do want to see, Milo. I want to see Peter Mullin use Milo come back. Um, bring I don't the, know what that is. Bring the connect. That was the little British child who would sit on the dock and who would read your face and see that you were sad today and uh he would ask you what was going on oh Remember yeah. that? and okay. he was like uh uh-huh. oh, hello it's he's a uh, clippy's cousin i heard <laughs> yeah yeah milo's gonna be in microsoft he's gonna find new life in microsoft office 365 <laughs> oh i see that you're trying to type a form letter it's a very sad letter isn't it let me show you some templates that might <laughs> yeah. spruce it up a bit <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of something that, that, you know, really, really got to me. Like I really want to see it. Funny thing is a lot of the big wish lists have kind of been checked off at this point. I mean, um, you know, final fantasy seven remake that's star Wars
0: game. Is that how oh, star Wars? 13. 13. Yep.
1: Yeah. That one. That's right. That is one. Yeah. that we And that, that was basically was announced cool. that it was canned, right? Yeah. I, I think they've pretty well, that's not happening. Yeah, And
2: I don't remember if it was, uh, announced at E3, but the original Prey 2 which got canceled after years oh, yeah. i remember seeing that at yep. QuakeCon, and it looked amazing that i don't but i'm uh, yeah. sure we're shown at e3 but it got canned and we
1: now have what is prey and they you know the 15th game just titled prey <laughs>
0: uh
1: here's here's one that lives on in my playstation 4 download queue reminding me every so often that i can't download it pt from konami oh yeah Silent Hills, uh, yeah, Silent Hills, which is going to be there potentially, presumably a, a Silent Hill remake with Guillermo del Toro and uh, uh, Norman, Norman Reedus is that that was one? going to be, yeah, and and now he's sort of working with uh, Hideo Kojima, um, and you know, presumably there's some tie in there, but uh, my, the only thing is, I, I that was one of those situations I think I've talked about it on the show where I went to download it and I, I went to add it to my account, thinking that'd be no problem. I'd just download it later after they delisted it, and now it's in my download queue forever telling me periodically can't download PT can't download PT um, so that's one that will haunt me uh, literally and figuratively to the end of my days
0: I don't know if I have it anymore uh, I, had a, I had a PlayStation but I sold that PlayStation What
1: uh, you oh, apparently oh yeah that, that probably goes for big money on eBay that's a collector's item now
0: yeah probably yeah
1: well uh, there are definitely more items that come to mind I remember uh, sadness was something that that was coming out on the Wii it was sort of a small indie based uh, adventure game in black and white that uh, I think eventually just sort of imploded Uh, project hammer was something that was going to come out on the Wii uh, kind of a hammer based game I guess about MC hammer I'm pretty sure I'm seeing a Wii theme appear here here. I I, you know I'm just trying to think of stuff that sticks out agent from from um, Rockstar uh, that was going to be a PS3 exclusive, and kind of never happened. Um, and I think they, I think they've confirmed that that one's no longer, um, no longer in development, and, and really doesn't exist in any form. Um, and now, heck, you know, they've got GTA V and Red Dead Redemption, so why would they need that? Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a lot more out there, and I know there are at least some that we have not captured on our Game Byte Show podcast discussion, and listeners, we'd love for you to reach out to us and pick up some of that slack. Let us know if there was something that was announced or shown at E3 that either came out and really disappointed you, or just never came out at all, and uh, we just didn't think to talk about it here on this show. Lots and lots of stuff that you could potentially bring up. And we'd love for you to tell us about it over on Twitter at Game Byte Show. You can find us on Twitter and let us know all about that. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I'm at red underscore I. And our fourth man who's currently traveling the world. Well, not really traveling the world. Traveling Japan. Uh, Dale Count Elmdor Jones is on Twitter at Count Elmdor. Uh, Let him know all about your gripes and uh, complaints. He loves that. And uh, if you'd like to gripe and complain at us uh, while we're live, you can do that over at our Mixer channel. Over (laughs) at Right. www.mixer.com/gamebyte/show. Um, subscribe to us there. I guess uh, it's too bad that stuff doesn't carry over. Like people who subscribe yeah. to other channels, like they should have like a unified platform for that. Let's make something. Right. Is this brand what we're new. doing
0: now? Is, is Mixer our thing now? Is that? I, I don't know. Is this really happening?
1: It's our thing know. right now. I mean, why not? Here's
2: what you must do our intrepid uh, listeners is head over to mixer.com slash show and also twitch.tv slash (laughs) show and also youtube.com slash show and just get it all just subscribe to everything you know what
1: we should do we should somehow add a widget or something on our main page which you can also visit our website over at (laughs) show.com where Legrand will have engineered like a clever little widget that you can click on something and subscribe to all of our stuff I mean it'd probably be easier for us at
2: this point to just list the places they can't find us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you yes. stream. Facebook. So, Don't look for us on Facebook. We're not there. Uh,
1: we're on MySpace. That's true. MySpace.com. Ooh, com. I love it. Slash Can Cambridge we have the Show. autoplaying music? Oh, I man. hope would so. be so good. I hope so. Uh, but yeah, look forward to our stream this week when uh, Jared and Legrand are going to play PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. They're going to do a co-stream. We're going to figure out how that works between now and then so uh, check that out it's going to be super cool yeah uh, buddy let's uh, do it as I mentioned you can also find our website gamebyteshow.com where you can see our RSS feeds our archive of all of our past podcasts lots of good stuff in there check that out subscribe like us love us uh, want us please want us we want you to want us we, we it, please we need you to need us and uh, that's just it just a little yeah, we'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the games that we've been playing. Until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Man. See ya. Bye. Bye.